the network you love. This is the VA Talk Show, where VAs talk the walk. Bandwidth is provided by VANetworking.com, your online community for VAs all over the world. Hello, I'm Tanya Sutherland, your host of our third VA talk show netcast to talk the walk with you today. I can't wait to get on with the show. So here's our lineup for today. Our VA industry spotlight is on the online international virtual assistant convention. And if you haven't signed up for it yet, you will want to after listening to us talk about it today. Our special guest speaker is Diana Enum, who will give us some tips about how to set up a disaster recovery plan for your business. Brent of Rock Talk will be teaching us how to maintain our computer on a regular basis so that we are in ship shape to perform for our clients. And to finish up the show, Carrie and I will be talking about how to attract people to your website. So let the VA talk show begin. Our VA industry spotlight today is on the online International Assistance Convention or OIVAC for short. Now this is my second year on the steering committee for OIVAC and man it's been a really cool and fun and exciting time. I've met a lot of great steering members who put together a really good conference for all you virtual assistants out there and today I want to talk to uh, Sharon Williams who is heading up the OIVAC which will be on May 17th. Isn't that right Sharon? Well May 17th through 19th so it's not just one day it's three days. Yes. And I'm very excited to attend, so. I am excited to be here, Tanya, and I'm excited that not only you are volunteering on the steering committee, but we actually have representation from around the world on the steering committee. So I'd first like to thank them and then thank the VA community for supporting us last year uh, when we held, held the first online convention and know that they will support us this year too. Sharon, what is the OIVAC all about and why is it important for us as virtual assistants to support it? Well, it's the only activity where the entire international VA community can come together in a nurturing and a relaxed VOIP, voiceover IP environment and participate in continuous around-the-clock education, training, networking, over a three-day period, that's all we do. We just enjoy each other, and you do it from the comfort of your home. You do it from your desktop or laptop computer, and you can call in at any time you want. And this is the only annual event where everybody, doesn't matter where you're located, it doesn't matter what your time zone, you can connect with other virtual assistants. Yeah, and, and it's a lot of fun. I know last year there were so many great speakers. A lot of them are non-industry, so it's important to attend their seminars, right, Sharon? Uh, absolutely, and it's important for several reasons. First of all, it's great that there are enough industries out there and business owners and leaders in different industries that acknowledge virtual assisting and even want to support us in this convention. And I think it's really important that we communicate to virtual assistants that you're not just VAs on your own. You have industries that are willing to support us. You have individuals who are willing to give up their own time, share their expertise with us, and 
you know, just help us grow the industry because they believe in the industry. And so, you know, we encourage everyone to to come visit and, and listen to the lineup of, of people we have from from all over the world. And just to name a few, we have Paul and Sarah Edwards. And if you don't recognize their name, then I, I'm sure you recognize two titles from the books they've published. One is Getting Business to Come to You, and the other is Working from Home. And these two individuals are in what I call the grandparents of the work from home movement because they started, endorsed, and supported the concept of working from home way before the term virtual assistant was even created. Then everybody knows, or if you don't know, you probably should know or have heard of Michael Rosser. He's called Mr. Internet, and he is not only a strong advocate of outsourcing, but in the real estate industry, he is the sole biggest supporter of virtual assisting and no matter where he goes he talks about virtual assistance and how we can work with the realtors and we have two of the world renowned experts one from Australia which is Robin Henderson and the other from Canada which is Donna Messer both of them are going to come and share their insights about the proper way to network and to network and gain results from it so it's not just going and passing out business cards. There's a method to that madness, and they're going to explain to us in great detail what that process is. We also have Gillian Hood Gabelson, and I always think of her because a lot of people don't know her, but I think about her as the person who can help me lose some inches off my waist and my <laughs> posterior. <laughs> Gillian's topic is how to grow your business and not your waistline. So I'm sure that when I sit on her session, I'm going to hear an answer uh, or get an answer on what I can do to just decrease one and increase the other. And I'm not going to say which one's going to decrease and which one is going <laughs> to increase. Another one that we have, and I know people know this name, and that's Robert Middleton. He mm -hmm. is Mr. Marketing. If you're tired of asking questions about how to reach that ideal client and how to draw them into your website and get that very important email address from them, then I strongly recommend that you attend uh, Robert's sessions because it's just going to be mind-boggling. You're going to have more than enough information from him to help take your business to the next level or, you know, just make it profitable. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, there's a lot of high-profile speakers at the convention this year and people that you don't just necessarily get to talk to or hear in our normal virtual assistant listservs. So I really recommend that you sign up and, and, and go listen to them because it's really going to benefit your business in the long run. And it's not just to listen. A lot of the, these speakers are doing full presentations with slideshows and everything. And then just as an aside, some of them are giving away prizes or giving away books that they've written or sessions, private sessions with them. So, I mean, you just can't miss by attending because no matter which one you choose and of course we recommend you choose all of them but if it's not a topic <laughs> that you're really interested in no matter which one you attend you're going to get something out of it it's going to be worth your while to listen to these experts because you may not have that opportunity again well i love prizes and freebies so i'm definitely going to be in every one of them because i want to win 
just a great sh- lineup. I'm just looking at it on the OIVAC.com website. But you can go there and have a look at the lineup of speakers. It's three solid days of speakers. A great show, Sharon. Now, Sharon, how is this conference different from other VA industry-sponsored activities? One of the main differences is that we're online, so you don't have to worry about travel. You mm-hmm. don't have to worry about hotel, food and lodging, child care, loss of business while you're away or anything. You're just sitting at your computer like you always are. You have your cup of coffee. You're relaxed. You're picking the sessions you want to get in on. And you're sitting there eating your munchies. I'm eating my hagen ice cream. Oh, you're so just, bad. <laughs> have a good time. I, I know last year that the, one of the fun parts, too, was all the networking. And we're going to be holding a lot more networking sessions this year. That alone is fun to go in and, and talk to the people in the booths. Absolutely. And let me tell you, it's not just the formal networking sessions that were hit. I've gotten emails from individuals who say they networked in the restroom. So, oh, that's I mean, funny. Come on. They just wanted to go in there and hear the flush and just <laughs> just mess around and joke. So, I mean, the atmosphere is totally different from a a listserv because mm-hmm. At this convention, you are actually communicating using the VOIP technology. And I strongly suggest that if you want to participate and you don't have a headset mic, that you get one. It's only, you know, 10, 15 bucks. But that allows you to talk to not only the presenters, because there are Q&A sessions, but also to interact with your VAs and don't check text chat, which, of course, we all know how to do well. But let's just come totally into the 21st century and and communicate using the newest technologies. Yeah, everybody has to have a mic and headset in their office nowadays. I mean, I have about four or five of them here because the kids are always stealing them from me. So, but, (laughs) you know, it's just a regular staple now here in this office. Tell me a bit about IVAD Day, Virtual Assistance Day, too. We've got a few minutes. Talk about oh, that. Okay. IVAD is the, the celebration of the industry. And when I say celebration, it is the one day out of the year when we recognize virtual assisting and we recognize virtual assistance. And you can compare it to, to Administrative Professionals Day in that we are recognized around the world, be it via intra-industry or from your, by your clients for the contributions that you've given to their business. And it can be because you are there when they need them, because you turn your work around quickly, whatever they see as your contribution. They acknowledge you on that day. And we want you to, guys to all show up. It's a wonderful event. This year, it's got the best lineup of speakers. Uh, I can't believe who we rounded up to get to speak for us. You don't want to miss it. It's May 17th to the 19th. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. When's the first opening? It's on 4 p.m. on Thursday, is it, Sharon? Yes, it's the plenary session where we just get together and say, hey, how you doing? What's happening? You know, just talk a little bit about the formal program we're going to have. But it's actually the official first networking event. So, I mean, if, if you want to just come on in and say your hellos, participate with us in the grand opening of the event, we want you to be there. So, Sharon, give me a whole bunch of reasons why I should attend as a virtual assistant the OIVAC convention. One reason is Mary Lou Ashton. During her seminar, you're going to be able to identify who your ideal client is, what qualities to consider, 
where to find that client and the red flags to pay attention to. And of course, Mary Lou is a, a VA. We have Janice Beyer how to respond to requests for proposals and this question comes up all the time where people are responding to requests for for proposals and not getting not winning them so if you really want the inside track on number one how to respond what kind of information to include um what to what how to refine your responses, et cetera, then you need to sit in. I mean, this affects your pocketbook. Yeah, Janice, so, Janice knows her stuff, too, so really good course. Absolutely. Then if you are either interested in being a subcontractor or thinking about beginning to use subcontractors, then you should sit in on Cheryl Callahan's uh, seminar, another VA. Mm -hmm. Cheryl is going to be talking about subcontracting from both perspectives. So if I recall correctly, she's even gonna, going to provide some of the forms and contracts that you need to go through the process. Oh, excellent. We have Andrea Canavina, who is going to be talking about using the right technology when you're working virtually. So She's going to just go through the ins and outs of how to upgrade your, your technologies, how to use digital workflow tools that can help you improve not only your business, but because you use those two tools, it can help you increase your rates because you're using newer technology. It'll be time effective and cost effective. Janine Klontz who's going to talk about business ethics. And one thing that always pops in my mind is when people are copying text from other people's websites. Those kinds of issues fall under your ethical um, barometer. And Janine is going to talk about how important it is to, to use and apply ethics in everything you do relative to your business. Lori Dart, who we all know, is going to be talking about writing winning sales copy. And sales copy is what's on your website. So if you want to have a great website um, with the right words to, for key, keyword identification and that it's structured properly so that you can close those deals, then you need to sit in on Lori. Then another person, Becky Knowles, and she's going to be talking about putting winning teams of experts together when you're ready to produce a product or info product. A lot of us are writing ebooks, a lot of us are writing courses, we're doing a lot of things. And you want to pull the right team together so that it can be successful. You may have a grand idea but don't know who to get to help you. Becky's going to be the one talking about that and providing success tips on taking your product from con conception all the way to market. Lynn, we've got something from Lynn, and Lynn happens to reside in um, Australia. She's going to talk and provide tips on starting your VA practice, and there are always questions about what should I do, how should I do it. Well, Lynn's seminar is the one that everybody who is a newbie should be sitting in, and quite frankly, she may cover some things that even veteran VAs need mm -hmm. to know. So it's not just geared to newbies because we always can learn something from anybody who's giving a presentation. And that one key point may be enough to get your business to the next level.
the last person I'm going to mention is Kathy Thomas. And Kathy Thomas is the queen of virtual assisting in <laughs> Australia. <laughs> Kathy's going to be talking about email etiquette. And everything that you write on the web is on the web somewhere. She's going to talk to us about how to present your email messages, not just messages to your to forums and listservs, but also to your clients, because it's all part of your presentation. And then finally, I can only repeat this two, three, four times, and that's networking, networking, and networking. <laughs> We're going to have a ball. We're just telling everywhere, everyone to come on out and network with us. Come to the seminars, of course, but we have a lot of free activities going on, too. And this one thing I didn't mention is it's all inexpensive. And, of course, inexpensive is relative to your own situation. But it's a tax write-off. It's inexpensive. One seminar is only $25. The next level is 60 and you get three seminars. The following level for five seminars is $100. Now, where are you going to go or what kind of uh, sessions with this high caliber of speakers are you going to have access to for those kinds of funds? And when you think of it in that context, I expect to see hundreds of VAs sitting in on these seminars because it's fantastic information, it's convenient, it, it's timely, and we'll put it all together for you all. So, I mean, if I don't see you in the house, I'm going to be on these listservs saying, where were you? <laughs> what well, were you doing? I'm going to say, forget the one or three or five pass. Go for the three-day pass. It's the best. You're, you're not going to find an education on topics niched to exactly what your job is, a virtual assistant, anywhere else on the net. And I know people will be mad at me because I didn't talk about this. You better this. talk about it then. <laughs> <laughs> the blog hopping tour. Yes, I, I was going to say the blog. Uh, yeah, because you're coming to my blog today. Yes, I'm visiting your blog today. Well, I'm we're recording a little early here, but yeah, the blog hopping has been a really fun event. Everybody's just having a good time. Um, I'm going to say I'm having a good time because I'm doing a lot of the writing. It's hard work, but I'm telling you, the people who are following us, and these are industry and non-industry uh, business owners, they're loving it. They love that contest. They love the puzzles. And we've had quite a few people donate prizes so that if you solve the puzzle, you may win a fabulous prize. And I'm not just saying that so you can get a prize. I'm saying Overall, we're just trying to spread the word about virtual assisting to anyone who will either listen or read because we're doing the blog stops, of course, but we're also podcasting at different sites like we're doing here today. So you will get a clue today when you visit um, VATalk.com's blog. We're going to be there. We're going to leave a clue. And if you haven't um, stopped at the other sites, then go back to OIBAC.com and start the tour from the beginning so you can gather all the clues and it's a 45-day tour mm -hmm. and, you know, just come on and when we do the OIBAC um, celebration, that's when we're going to let everybody know what the puzzle was, what the answers are, and distribute the prizes. And we want to see you in your bunny costume hopping in. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I, it's been a lot of work for you, Sharon. I'm sure your legs are very sore hopping back and forth to all these blogs, but it, it's been very fun. Yeah, it's been fun. I have been to several countries. I mean, these are places that I haven't traveled using the airline. So <laughs> I have just been all over the world. And everyone is so receptive and nice and welcoming. And, and, and that's a trait of our industry, quite frankly. We are giving people, of course, one reason is because we're women and, women and we have, a, excuse me, fellow VAs, gentlemen VAs, but 99% of the industry are, are women. And we are nurturing and, and our mindset is a little different from, from the cutthroat mindset. So we try to help each other, and the VAs have stepped up and really been supportive, but more so industries that aren't even related to VAs are participating, and that's helping spread the word. Well, Sharon, you do a wonderful job for us with the OIVAC convention. Thank you very much for being on the show. We have even teddy bears and International Virtual Assistant Day mugs. You can get them on our website at www.oivac.com. Any links we talked about will be on the VA Talk Show show notes as well. We really better see all of you at the show. That is a threat from Tanya. No, I'm just teasing. You know, it's a great opportunity for any virtual assistant, anyone in the industry to go, even people not in the industry. Some of those talks are on anything if you have a virtual business online. So do attend, make your way there. We'll show you the way through the VA Talk Show notes. Well, thank you, Sharon. You have been wonderful. Thanks for showing up on short notice. But I wanted everybody to hear about this before registration was over. And registration is almost over. So get your registrations in. May 17th to 19th is the convention. And May 15th is the last day for registration. Thanks, Sharon. See you again. Talk to you soon. Okay, thanks for having me. Okay, Sharon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Are you looking to get out of your 9-to-5 job? Would you like to start your own profitable clerical business? Maybe you are new to the virtual assistant business and looking for templates and resources to get you over the hump of starting your own home-based business. I suggest you take a good look at the virtual business startup system created by Tanya Sutherland, a VA herself since 1997. This system will help any virtual assistant get over the mountains that are involved in setting up a new virtual business. Her 30-day program has been proven time and time again in countries all over the world to be simple, easy, and effective, even for someone who has never owned, managed, or operated their own business. In just 30 days, you'll be well on your way to creating your own financial security without depending on anyone else. Invest in the virtual business startup system found at www.vanetworking.com. You won't be disappointed. Today our guest feature is Diana Annam of Virtual Word Publishing where she specializes in book publicity and marketing. Diana is like our VA industry pusher as she is always pushing and educating people about virtual assistants. Her popular book called Virtual Assistant The Series became a highly successful sought-after VA, is in fact very sought-after also by VAs as it's a very wonderful learning tool for any virtual assistant. I love this book so much that I put it into the virtual business startup system. 
you'll see Diana all over the place. Every time I type virtual assistants into Google, her name pops up. She's author of numerous books and even worked on a huge project for Corral Word Perfect just recently. And I just read her article in May's issue of Reader's Digest promoting us virtual assistants again the other day. You can read much more about her, her bio, all the books she's involved with, all her web links and products, all at the vatalkshow.com show notes. So, wow, Diana, you get around. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I don't think I've ever been called a VA pusher. I like it. <laughs> well, it's just every time I go anywhere online, I, I see your name. You're, you're out there. You're pushing the virtual assistance term, and it's great for us. So thank you very, I very much. I got a much. new logo. Yes. The VA pusher. <laughs> So anyways, the reason I wanted you to come on the show is because I just had a recent disaster with the form crashing. It, it wasn't a natural disaster. It was a problem with my host, which really I probably couldn't have controlled anyways. But it got me thinking about natural disasters and, and things and backups. And we just had Brent on the show last week talking about backing up. And so I thought it would be appropriate that you uh, came in and talked to us about disaster recovery for our businesses. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's such an important topic and I think it's something that no matter what phase of your business whether you're just starting or you've been in business forever uh, you really need to think about this aspect of it and to just keep on top of it so it's my pleasure to be able to give you some tips and ideas that I've learned on really what to do to, to create a disaster recovery plan. So Diana I know that you live you went through a few hurricane disasters of your own didn't you? Um, I have. I live in South Florida, and we were hit in two years ago with uh, Hurricane Wilma, and it did take a direct hit right at us. And one of the good things was is that because I had recently written the Home Office Recovery Plan book, I was really prepared for this, and I had all my files in order. I had all my client information in order. Um, I had my backups in order, and that really relieved a lot of the stress of going through a situation like that. And one of the things that I always encourage everybody to do is, you know, it used to be when a hurricane warning would come to me, that would be when I'd want to get my plan out and get my backups and think about all this stuff. And at that point, you are so stressed and getting all the, you know, the things needed to, to, you know, if the hurricane were to hit you, that, you know, you don't really have the time to be thinking about this. So that's why, you know, a hurricane recovery plan or, or a disaster recovery plan, actually, is something that you should just do when you've you know, like similar to your business plan, similar to your marketing plan, you know, just decide you're going to do a home office recovery plan and, and just, you know, work on it, keep it updated. And I'm going to give you tips on really what should go in there. Okay. I, I, I just, I just encourage everybody just to, and one of the things is, is when you hear it, you think, oh, that's something I don't want to do. I mean, that even sounds worse than a business plan, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really not. And once you print it out, and once you start working on it, you know, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a cool thing because you just feel so secure, you mm -hmm. know. And you have it so laid out in the home office recovery that it's simple to fill out anyways. It really is. It really is. And the, and if anybody would like a sample. Yeah, we can put a sample up there on the VA talk show so that they can get a hold of it or they can buy it too. 
Yeah. Well, th- what's good is then you can see the forms and, and, you know, you can see how you can just go about putting this information into a plan. So it doesn't seem as overwhelming, you know. Mm-hmm. And who wants to be worrying about business stuff during a time like that? You want to be worrying about your family and personal things, right? It, it's true. And the other thing, too, is, is you know, um, the whole community, they're all worried about the families and everything. But as a business owner, I know that, you know, I just can't let my business slide, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I need to make sure my clients are taken care of. I need to make sure their files are taken care of, you know. So it's it's important that I have this done, um, you know. And, and I think you realize, too, with the server and then, you know, your flood of a couple years ago, mm-hmm. You know, really, really what can happen and how it can, you know, just one day you're up and running and the next day you're like in, you know, panic mode, you know, so. And and we live in, we live in earthquake mode up here. So there's all different disasters that can happen and uh, you just really need to be planning and have it done. It it doesn't take very long once you set a day aside and just do it. It it truly doesn't. And, And I always say too, you know, one of the things is, you know, you hear about the big disasters like the hurricanes and the tornadoes and the earthquakes, but you know, the other disasters that you want to keep in mind are, you know, what if somebody were to um, come into your home um, and and rob you, or what if you had to go to the hospital? Uh, you know, those things are you know just could happen, and 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 of course the biggie, the big computer crash. You know, yes. Eeks. So even being sick can be a complete disaster if you've been put up in the hospital. I I know I was put up in the hospital for a, a few days and Arnold had to go and find everything in my little disaster recovery plan to contact my clients and stuff. Exactly. And, you know, you don't really, something like that, you know, when you think about that is like so instantaneous. It's like you don't really know that something like that is coming about. Um, Sometimes you do if you're planned a hospitalization mm-hmm. but like you know like in your case you know where it just you're in and you have a plan and you know you have somebody that get contacted because one of the things is is you know that's happened to me as well where I've ended up in the hospital for a couple of days and laying there in the hospital knowing that your clients have no idea where you are what you're doing you know and you're just that just adds so much stress and if you fill this out in your disaster recovery plan you know and one of the things is is I keep mine updated um you know, like when I get new equipment, I'll, I'll make an, a, a copy of it and I'll put it in my plan because I have like a little uh, expandable file that I use for mine too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, like with new clients, it, it's just as easy as, you know, when I get new clients, one that I know would need to be contacted, um, all I have to do is kind of just jot in my plan, you know, their name, number, an email address and you know it seems like you know you're sitting thinking well gosh with every new client I don't want to be doing this but it takes seconds it's you know you sign your contract with them you know you get all that going and then you take just a few seconds and write their name number and uh, email I like to put the email because most of the time or a majority of the time, you know, my husband, whoever is going to be help me out, even my, you know, whoever I designate to do this, mm-hmm. would almost prefer to email them just to let them know what's going on. Um, so, you know, I encourage you to, to do that because 
And the other thing is, when you're thinking about your disaster recovery plan, it's important to think about what's in that plan as far as, you know, the equipment and everything like that. And we're going to go into that in just a minute. But also think about if somebody were to sit at your desk, would they be able to find the information that they need? Like, would they be able to find those client files? Would they be able to find, uh, you know, your subcontractors? Would they be able to find it? And that's why in your day-to-day operations of your business, if you just get into the habit of really um, labeling everything, um, you know, uh, you know, if you, I always, you know, when I teach, sometimes I'll just say, okay, look around your office, and if somebody else was sitting there, would they be able to find Mr. Jones's folder? If, if they can do that, then they're going to do so. And the other thing is, if you have a subcontractor or, you, you know, your subcontractors or who you work with, um, it's real important to have that listed in your plan because oftentimes, you know, a simple call to them, um, you know, my, my, my VA knows exactly what to do if something were to happen. She can just go right into, you know, the, the mode of taking over for me. And what a sense of some relief that is. Just know, have your subcontractor's information listed there so that, you know, they can, uh, you know, whoever is, is helping you can go right ahead in. Yeah, so the subcontractor is a really good idea. And, you know, make sure they know your password to even get into your computer. That's so important. <laughs> you got that right. So what are some of the most important elements we should have in our disaster recovery plan? Okay. And how I recommend doing this is just to have, like, little forms that you can fill out. You can do it online or you can do it, you know, print it out and okay. do it. But have the following information. You want to have... Um, your company name, uh, you know, you're going, well, I know my company name and address, um, <laughs> but, you know, but it's still somebody else needs to have that down. So have your company name, your address, your tax ID number, uh, phone, fax, email, web address. Right. You have no idea how beneficial that can be if something were to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of your web addresses. Um, you know, because, you know, if somebody's going to be coming over and helping you with your website, you know, it'll be important to know that. Have your next thing is to have your associates or your subcontractors information, their name, their address, their phone number, their web address, um, you know, and if you have several subcontractors, um, include that. Make sure you, you put just, I have a little space where I just put a little note on what they do. Because like one of okay. my subcontractors does my web design where another one does most of my work. So that way, you know, whoever would maybe be coming in would be able to know. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's not always just the person that's coming in. It's also if you've gone through a stressful, like when we went through Hurricane Wilma, I totally forgot. I mean, I forgot my name, let alone people's you know, email addresses and stuff. Mm-hmm. You just go blank. The next thing you want to have is, you know, write down like your attorney's name and number, your accountant name and number, where your wills and trusts are, where your your um, your co- your contracts are. Mm-hmm. You know, all that important stuff. Write down, and this is a biggie: your your web passwords. And, and obviously, with this document that you have, this is, you know, I, I have somebody that I have, you know, that I send it to, you know, who I know is, you know, reliable. But, you know, whoever, if you do entrust somebody, make sure that they're uh, very trustworthy. Yes. But definitely, you want to have every single password, you know, for, for the different places down because no matter, you are going to need to really make some snap, you know, decisions there sometimes. And just having your passwords handy is, is like a 
such a godsend. Um, also, this is where you're going to start listing your stuff. You want to list your insurance information. Um, you know, don't forget to put the kind of insurance, the phone number, the agent, the policy number, the group number, um, any stipulations or riders that they have. Uh, you know, just kind of list that all. You know, and and I I like to do it for not only the business insurance, but your personal insurance and your medical insurance too. Well, you might as uh, well when you're doing it all down there, absolutely, right? Absolutely, because you're into the insurance mode. You got all the forms out, you mm-hmm. know, and also make copies of some of this. You know, I have like just one of those expandable folders that you use for like, you know, like your bookkeeping yep. or taxes. And so, you know, you make a copy of it, you put it in there and it's all, you know, together there for you. And the other good thing with your insurance is, you know, when when you're looking over your policy and you're writing it down there, it, it, it helps you tremendously to see, wow, I'm not covered. If this were to happen, you know, I'd be in trouble. I need to call the agent. And you're calling them way before. Um, And, and, you know, you know, which is not part of a regular insurance plan. So, you know, when you're writing this out and you're looking over your plan, you know, you might find that, hey, if we got flooded by that, you know, I wouldn't be covered. So that's another real benefit to having that. Don't forget about your auto insurance because the whole goal of your plan is not just to, you know, prepare for the disaster, but to make sure that you can get up and running as quickly as possible after this. Um, and, you know, and a car is part of what you do, you know. So, um, and I worked, you know, with the insur- with the hurricane out Wilma. One of the things that, that we dealt with was the insurance agents. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, woohoo! You know, they can they can be brutal, you know, because you know, a lot of times they're going through so many claims and everything, you know. So um, and, and later on, I'm going to go in some, you know, with the insurance, like, you know, it's important to take pictures, mm-hmm. um, you know, of your equipment um, and different things. But let me let me continue on with what's important in your plan here first. Yeah. Um, write down your banking information. Oh, yes. And how um, to access it too online? Absolutely. Like, what's your PayPal password? Because nobody knows mine, right? Exactly, exactly. And and you know, some you know, a lot of times I know with us, I had my anytime, but I needed people to get into there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, you wanted to, you know, you're doing something, you want to just give somebody your anytime, you know, so they can anytime, so they can just go in and get some money for you. Yeah. So have that written down. If you have a safe deposit box. Um, you know, write that down. Um, who is on your safe deposit box? Um, you know, if you have somebody else who's on that, that's really important. I like to keep, on our safe deposit box, I like to keep a backup. Now, I'm not going to run to the, you know, I am definitely not going to run to the, you know, the bank every time I, I do a backup of my system. But I do have one major backup in there that I just keep and, and periodically put in there. Right. The other thing is, your medical history is so important. Um, you know, we talked about being in the hospital, but, you know, it, 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 you are your business. You are, you know, the president, the whatever of keeping it running. And so it's real important that in your plan you write down your doctor's names, any medical conditions, the medicines and dosages that you take, um, any allergies you have, any blood types you have, uh, you know, everything that, um, you know, that would help somebody who, you know, would, would maybe come and help you out. Right. Um, 
and and you know you know from you know what you're you've been going through lately you know how important it is you don't want the wrong medication right you know and you don't want the wrong dosage and so you know if you have it here boy that's really going to feel good knowing and and I do that in my plan I have it for all of my kids too right okay um, you know their doctor name and and for you kids just real quick I'm just going to throw this in um but you know having their um you know my son's in college and it's real important for you know um for me, if something was to going on, I would need to know that he would be able to get contacted right away. Mm-hmm. So I have his information in there. And he has, you know, for any of them, you have kids that are away from home, you know, make sure that they have on them or with them information on how they can contact you too. My son's in Florida, so when a hurricane hits us, it can go, you know, if it misses me, it can go up to Gainesville and hit him. So it's kind of like I'm like the whole time worrying, oh, my gosh, you know, do I want it him or me, you know? Right. Uh, depending on how much work I got to where I wanted to go. No, I'm kidding, you know. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, and you saw in, in Katrina and the different, you know, about how the kids, like, had no, you know, had, um, you know, they weren't, weren't able to find their parents and stuff. And it's as simple as just doing a three by five card in your plan and then and having that same three by five card in, you know, like I have it in my kids' backpacks. Next, we go into your equipment. Um, you want to put in all of your equipment that you use, um, take pictures of it. Whenever you can, keep the receipts. Um, one of the things that that I know is when you're filing any kind of insurance claim, um, having that receipt will guarantee that you get close to that amount. If you don't have a receipt, what they're going to do is they're just going to give you uh, what they think it could be, or you have to go through and you have to find uh, possibly um, similar items along that line. But with a receipt, it's kind of like a slam dunk, you know? You got it. Yeah, and that's really important because that was one of the biggest things I had with my flood was finding the price of everything, right? I didn't have the receipts because they were all flooded out. So I had to go on the web and find the pricing. And it, it, it was monotonous, I'll tell you. Right. And, and, you know, Tanya, that just brings us to the, the great point of, you know, where do you keep your disaster recovery plan? So, like, if you had your receipts and you had this plan, you, if you would have had it there at home and the flood got it or the hurricane or whatever mm-hmm. took it away, you know, that's why, you know, I always encourage everybody, too, to make a copy of this, make a copy of, you know, and it's, it's really easy to do. And then give it to somebody else. You know, like my VA is the one that, you know, has another copy of it because I trust her. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a husband or, you know, or somebody, you know, somebody that you can trust that's just, that you can just kind of give this to, too. You know, that way you know it's... Um, being protected. If you ever seen Susie Orman, she has um, a she actually has a disaster recovery kit plan that is like a container that you can put all your valuable information. Mm-hmm. And you know, for her to go ahead and develop something like this, if you watch any of her QVC things, you know, she'll throw it out in the ocean and everything will still <laughs> be protected. You know, so but you know, even she realizes the value of doing this because you know, just like you said, it's you want to get the money that you have in your business, and you and you know, one of the things we discovered is 
they are really willing to give it to you. They want to, you know, our insurance agent was very willing to give us what we, you know, had lost, um, but we needed to prove it, you know. Yep, they so. need the paper trail. The, exactly, exactly. And the pictures were the pictures were phenomenal. Um, you know, once he saw that I had pictures of everything, uh, you know, it was like it was just a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. You know, so so we encourage you to do that with your equipment. You know, and and again, this is a business plan, but consider too your personal aspects of it too. You might as well while you're doing this, you know, if you have expensive artwork, if you have something that, you know, if something would happen, you'd want to collect the money on. It doesn't hurt to go ahead and do that at the same time. Um, then it's done, you yeah. know. It's just done, you know. Um, very, very important to also consider is, you know, y- your wills, your trust. Those, those valuable papers, what we do is we have them, uh, even, you know, like uh, birth certificates of your kids, you okay. know, your, you know, things like that. Um, you know, when every time you sign up one of your kids for camp, you have to have that birth certificate. You know, every time you do something new, you have to have that birth certificate, you know. Well, just think if it was gone. You know, Mm -hmm. you'd have to go through all that hassle of getting it again and everything. So, you know, those are the things to think about, you know, that that can be just put in your safe um, container there or your safe um, expandable that you're going to be using as your disaster recovery. So that's that's basically what you want to put in it. Okay. The the other thing is, is I'd like to, you know, a lot of, you know, we talked about the equipment and everything, but a lot of times, you know, you can have money invested in, like, your chairs, um, you know, ergonomic, uh, you know, like, the desk and everything like that. And that is also, um, that is also, you know, where you, re- not returnable, but, um, you know, the insurance companies will pay you for that. Yes. So, don't think just about the equipment. Think about the desk and the chairs, you know, and, and start adding it up. You know, if you've got this much money that you can get, you know, hey, how, you know, let's get it, you know. So, and, and something happens to you, you're going to need it. <laughs> like even everything costs money and even just your calculator is $25, right? Exactly. So. Exactly. And, and, you know, when you give this, you know, to the insurance company, all he's going to do is you're going to list it. You're going to put the retail value for it if you have the receipts, you know. And he's just going to go down there and okay it, you know. And then, you know, you get a check for that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you think about it that way, it's like, wow, it's worth spending the time to put this down here. Because, you know, $25 is $25, you know. So, um, you know, and it does. And it, it all does add up. So, definitely. So, pictures and receipts. We want both. Pictures, receipts, and then, um, you know, what's, what's also important is, is, you know, to write down serial numbers. Oh, yes. Um, right. You know, and you think about also your serial numbers, like, you know, like when you have, like, software and, you know, those codes that you have to put in to reload it into your computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like when you have to, like, reload QuickBooks or reload, reload Word or any of those, well, you have to have that number, to that PIN number, or to put it in. So that information needs to go in there as well. Or, you know, what I do is I just make a copy of it and, and put it in there. But, you know, any of the software that runs your computer needs to be in there. Yeah, and I keep all my software in one binder so that it's easy to grab. Now, that's not going to help me all the time, but it might be a good thing that I can grab. Excellent, excellent. And and you know what? That right there is just 
you know, you've got to feel better just knowing that, you know, if you had to start with a new computer, here I am. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have to go out and invest in everything. Okay, other backup tips and procedures. Anything extra you can tell us about? I, I do. I think one of the things is, is you know, is I really encourage everybody to do is regular, regular, regular backups. And think about backing up, you know, um, your computer, of course, and your files and everything. But don't forget the email. That's so. a very good idea. My clients count on me to have all the, my inform, all their information taken care of and protected. And, you know, if I need to go back and, and pull up a document from them, you know, they don't want me to have to retype it or they don't want, you know. So it's important for your clients as well. And the other thing is your web design, your, your website. Um, you know, I know you, you do web design for people. Yes. You know, make sure that you're, you know, what I like to do is, you know, my web designer, um, you know, she does a regular backup, but I also like for her to send me a copy of that backup on a CD, just mm-hmm. so I know that I have it too. Yeah, very important. Same as your emails. Right. Brent talked in episode two of the VA talk show all about backing up and storage options. Do listen to that archive show under Rock Talk because he does talk all about backing up. Any other troubleshooting ideas for us, Diana? I think the main the main important thing with troubleshooting is, you know, if, if you know your system well, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think, you know, I think everybody kind of has a feel for their system, you know, but if, if something happens, you know, don't panic, go online or have, you know, if your system's down, you know, have them go online and see what it could be. Oftentimes for my system, it's just been like the fan has overheated or something and, you know, I go into panic mode and all I needed to do was to turn my system down for a little bit, you know, or turn it off for a little bit. Um, so, you know, just know your system well mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and I think that really helps. Um, and and, and uh, I also encourage everybody to read as much as you can. You know, like when you see articles on troubleshooting, you know, what I do is I just, I just peel them out of the newspaper and put them in my troubleshooting file because, of course, it's not going to happen to me then when I'm reading the magazine. Yes, exactly. But, you know, you know, five months later, that same thing happens to me and somebody has written on it, you know, and, and, and then I can say, wow, this is it, you know, and there's several columns in like national magazines that, and newspapers too, that write on troubleshooting tips for computers all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they do like weekly ones. And so, you know, pull, go ahead, put them in that file, you know, and then, you know, you'll be able to just go one, two, three, I'm back up and running. I have a really cool troubleshooting tip that I just found out about my own system. My system kept shutting down and I couldn't figure out why. And it would just, I'd be typing along and all of a sudden the whole system would shut down. And so I asked Brent, who is my technical guy, what is going on? And he goes, Tanya, how warm is your room? And I keep a heater under my desk because I'm always freezing cold. And what I was doing is the system was shutting down on its own to protect itself from overheating because I was overheating the hole underneath of my desk, right? Whoa. Because I'm always cold all the time, right? (laughs) So now I have to work in the cold. (laughs) No, but I do wear sweaters and big heavy slippers. Yeah, just little things like that you don't realize. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and again, though, it was like an easy fix. I mean, you know, there's been times that I thought I was going to have to go out and buy a new computer. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, you know, because I had saved some of this stuff, I realized, oh, that's all it is, you yeah. know. And, and, you know, it's 500 bucks in my pocket. I get to go shopping, you know. So. Yeah. And <laughs> so. shopping's good. <laughs> yeah, real good. 
Well, Diana, I want to thank you for coming on the show and giving us a little bit of disaster recovery information. Uh, I know you've got some books that we will have on at the VA Talk Show Note where you can get them. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about your book here for a second if you've got a couple more minutes before your daughter gets home. Sure, sure. Um, Well, the, the book that we're talking about here that is you know, for disaster recovery is a home office recovery plan, the essential guide to making sure your home office survives in case in the event of an emergency. Um, and that, I think we have on your side, I think we have like just a sample available so you can just kind of get an idea of, of, you know, the forms and the different things. And then you can also purchase the entire ebook. We'll have all the links to all that stuff, Diana. I really thank you for coming on the show. I know you're very busy with the three great kids you have there. And one's coming home soon. We, we half expected her home through the interview, but she never showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for helping everyone in the virtual assistant industry with your books and with your moral support and everything you give us. You're a great person in the industry. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me on today. Okay, Appreciate Diana. It. We'll talk soon. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Welcome to our third rock and talk. Three's a charm, isn't it? And speaking of charming, hiya Brent. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Good. So how's what are we going to talk about? Oh, I don't know. How's everything up in Canada? Um, actually, it's it's good weather. We've had some really good weather here. Sunny. Really? Yeah, this seems like summer. And what is summer? What, 40 degrees every day? Do you want me to continue this conversation? <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about how to maintain your computer. How to oh, keep are we? Healthy and happy and wise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Uh, I think I need a happy computer. It hasn't been happy lately. No? So. You don't do any maintenance on it? Yes, of course I do. Every okay. day, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I don't do much maintenance. Every once in a while, I'll defrag and right. something else. I know I should be. I depend on you to log into my computer and do all that for me. I know. I know. It's pretty funny. Okay, so we're probably going to talk about how, how you can do it yourself or other people can do it themselves and uh, okay. things you should probably do. I mean, everybody should have, you know, and I'm just assuming everyone should have, you know, virus software. Um, spyware protection, and a firewall of some type. Right. Okay. That's just a given. Okay. So virus software should be updated. Okay. And and I'm a little extreme on some of this stuff that I'm going to be uh, talking about maintaining. There are guidelines for them, but I kind of push the envelope on those. Okay. Um, I update my virus software every single day, and I update my spyware software and i run three different types of spyware software um i do it once a week now see i used to do the spyware thing the lava soft or whatever it uh-huh. was the adware uh-huh. i haven't done it for a long time should i be doing it again yes yes okay. <laughs> you i don't know where i dropped that off i don't, and quit know. Doing Why, that. I yeah, don't know exactly you should be doing your adware updates weekly yeah, that's all you need is uh, you know, to get some spyware, and then, then your computer's pretty much toast. Okay, so you'll have to send us 
again on the show notes lists of all the things we have to do. Scan disc okay. once a week. You should defrag once a week. Now, do you have to do that in any particular order? You used to have to, I know, on Windows 95, you had to scan first and then defrag or something. Does it really matter now? It doesn't really matter now. If you're running XP or 2000 or VISA, um, they don't get as defragged as they used to in the NTFS drives as opposed to FAT32. You're yeah. getting too geeky okay, on sorry. us again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You, uh, you don't have to do that in any order. Actually, uh, in the new stuff, you can't even run a scan disk in Windows. It has to do it in DOS. Oh, that's right. It tells you to shut down right. and restart, restart or something. That's right. So you defrag once a week. And, you know, before you defrag, you should probably delete your recycle bin. Mm-hmm. Remove all your uh, Internet files. You know, you go in and all your temp files, your recycle bin, your browsing history. I mean, if you wish. Some people need mm -hmm. that. Uh, your cookies, that's usually a, a judgment call. Check for updates. Updates for what? Windows. Windows updates. Oh, right. I have that set automatically. Yeah, so most people it. do have it a set automatically of some type. There's about three different levels of setting to get them automatically. I'm always afraid when they download because I think, oh, you know, as soon as I get an update, it's not going to work. Now. I know. And, and you know what? S some updates are like that. I've, I've uh -huh. run into things where you get an update and then programs don't work or something goes funny. Yeah. And the uh, Internet Explorer 7 has been causing problems with some people. So. Hey, I've got a question for you yeah. regarding maintenance, mm -hmm. although this is not really maintenance. Okay. When I clean my computer screen, what should I use on it? You should use water. Okay. Any ammonia or any kind of abrasive. Some, some screens have like a coating on them. So if you take like a Windex that has ammonia in it or any kind of bleach, you could strip that coating off and ruin your screen permanently. And then sometimes the plastics around it don't respond very well to chemicals either. And you can start deteriorating your screen. Water and a soft cloth is what you need. So I shouldn't do this. No. <laughs> and no paper towels. Sorry, I had to do that. Believe it or not, no paper towels either because they're abrasive. A soft cloth. Well, this is what I use on my eyeglasses, so I thought it was good. Because if I can use it on my glasses, yeah, I but should be able to use it Who cares about eyeglasses? <laughs> okay. It's a woman thing. I wanted to clean my computer monitor with my... Eyeglass spray. Well, eyeglasses usually don't have a special coating on them either. Mm -hmm. You could really mess up your LCD pretty good with some chemicals. Just try water and, and a soft cloth, and it has to be okay. soft. The reason I ask is I spilt my uh, cup of tea today, <laughs> and it not only went all over my desk, and I do have a holder, but it wasn't in the holder for some reason. Imagine that. And yeah, imagine that. Uh -huh. And it sprayed up on my screen. Ouch. Well, nice. here's the thing. I didn't know it was on the screen, so I come back like four hours later, and it's all dried up, and I have tea stains on my screen. Uh -huh. And I've tried kind of just rubbing them off a bit, but I wanted to know what I could use to clean it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, tea stained Yeah, then an LCD monitor. is any kind of liquid. It runs down the screen and could get in between the screen and the plastic and inside the electronics also. So if it... People will say, no, I do that all the time and it's fine. And that is true. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just letting you know that those are the best things to do. It's just soft cloth and water. 
So if your screen uh, gets all messed up, the coding's gone off it, I, I can't help you with that. I know something else. My little um, can of spray. Oh, your compressed my air? My air spray. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Should I be like spraying the fans on my computer or anything? Yes, uh, the fan is uh, actually the computer is a giant vacuum cleaner. It mm -hmm. sucks in air and pushes it out the back. And I find that most people put their computers on the ground on a carpet. Usually all dirt, dust, dog hair, everything falls to the ground. So if your computer sucks it up, it throws it inside of your, com you know, all your components, clogs all your fans, all the vents, and then your computer starts heating up. And uh, heat is the killer of a computer. Periodically, if you feel the need to open up your computer and clean the fans, uh, they make some of them have filters on them that you have to clean wash under water and make sure they're thoroughly dry to put them back. Right. <clears throat> or you could just blow uh, compressed air inside the computer, but you have to have somewhere where the dirt can go. So you usually have okay. to open up the side of the case to let it out. And my side of my case is always open. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, actually, it's okay. Actually, having is the it? case open is probably better for it. Closing the case is like keeping all the heat in one area. Right. But most people, they're so loud is it? that's why you keep the case closed now what about my cd burners should i put in some head cleaner or something i don't know oh you know, you know, those little brush things uh right oh uh, yeah if you well if you have one um they're fine usually compressed air you just open up the drive and just spray a little compressed air oh that's a good idea i, I like this compressed air does not last long in a house full of boys no it doesn't because it's fun they run uh -huh. around and spray right, it it's like other, silly right? <laughs> Now, the thing with compressed air is if you hold it down too long, the air turns to cold and then it turns to liquid. Yeah, it's like liquid nitrogen. Yes, it is. It? So liquid on electronics is bad. Right. So you always use short bursts. Okay. Yeah. And actually, the can will start to get really cold, won't it? Yes, yeah, it does. It starts freezing up. Yeah. So it's condensation. So that condensation is going inside of your computer. You just have to remember to use short control bursts. Is there anything else I should be thinking about every week to fix my computer? I guess, well... Dump your think? temp files. You know, you go to your oh, temp right. folder okay. and get rid of your temp files. Reduce your internet cache. Over the years, through the updates, they've uh, reduced the number. The size used to be really large in the old days, and now it's not. Anything more than 100 megabytes is overkill, I think. Why hasn't someone invented something that in one of the browsers where it automatically deletes the cache after a certain period of time. Oh, actually in Firefox, uh, there is an extension for that. Is there? Yeah. Because that's like a new idea and I could have made some extra money. <laughs> and so they've come out with it already. It's always that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Firefox stuff is pretty cool. Uh, you can get an extension for just about anything. We need to talk about Firefox on oh, our next show. What do you show, think? Uh, of all the extensions. Um, I love it. I mean, the, the browser itself, it used to be really great. Now it's it's okay. It, mm -hmm. I, I have, it crashes every now and then, and it never used to. But um, the extensions are the greatest thing ever. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I love it. I can sync up my bookmarks remotely. So Don't tell us anymore because this is going to be our next show. <laughs> okay. Next okay, week we're, we're talking we're, about uh, Firefox. Okay. Okay. Did we cover everything on maintenance? I don't know. Did we? I don't know. You know, get your updates. 
keep your computer clean, open it up every now and then, let it breathe. Uh, get it off the ground. I totally recommend getting it off the ground. And I have a good invention. Oh, oh let's hear your invention. <laughs> the kids go through a lot of uh, skateboards. So they have a lot of trucks all the time. The trucks are the wheels that go under the skateboard. Okay. So I got a piece of wood and I got two sets of old trucks that they don't use anymore. Uh -huh. And I screwed them onto the piece of wood and threw my computer on it. And now I've got like this slide in, slide out little skateboard for my computer. But they actually make them now at Staples. Do they? Which does not impress me because I should have went and made them again. Another idea, stolen and gone. Man. <laughs> you know, I had the idea for the automobile, but they already somebody else already thought of oh, it. Oh, go home. It's time for you to go home, Brent. <laughs> God. Okay, Miss Tanya. We'll see you next week. We'll talk about Firefox. Firefox. Thanks for joining us, Brent. Oh, my gosh. The first in home security is ADD Security. This is an actual call. ADD, what's your emergency? I, I'm having difficulty breathing, but I wasn't sure if I should call. What, you fell down? I'm having difficulty breathing. Oh, shoot! Hold on, I spilled my Diet Coke all over my new shoes. Oh my God, Don, did you know J-Lo totally cut her hair off? She looks great. Uh, I'm sorry, what was your address? I'm at 425 Pinewood Avenue in New Haven, Unit 27B. Oh, I'm sorry, hold on for a second. Jeff! Yeah, do my boobs look enormous in the shirt? I feel like I'm totally spilling out of everything. I'm a fatty. I'm sorry, what was that address again? I'm at 425 Pinewood Avenue in New Haven. 525 New Haven Ave Pinewood? Unit 27B. Unit 35K? Okay, we're going to send somebody right out, ma'am, okay? Ew. God, I hope I don't forget. Oh, no, she'll be fine. She just fell. AD. Do you know what the weather's going to be like tomorrow? Why, 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 why? Join Carrie and Tanya, your hosts of WebWise. Well, I am totally glad everyone tuned in again to WebWise with my co-host, Carrie Flatla, and me, Tanya Sutherland. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm getting a little bit fatter, and I just had my ultrasound ah, with the baby. And, and we think it might be a girl. Oh. Might, although I've told that they can be wrong when they say girl yes. for the obvious reasons. So, you know, if anyone wants to start a little baby bedding pool over at Vanna or something, um, we can speculate. But they're pretty confident it's a girl, so that means I'll get one of each. Oh, that is so cool. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I just wanted to share that. Yes. I checked out the forum area where we have our Q&As, Carrie, you know, where anyone can go in and post questions on what they want us right. to talk about on future shows and everything. I don't know if you know this or not, but out of 4,000 members, no one is wondering why about anything on the web. <gasps> <laughs> gasp yeah so i don't know why anyone isn't writing in there maybe they're too busy or they just know everything and don't have to ask any questions but i thought a befitting subject to talk on this week might be why people aren't coming to your website and how to attract them there 
<laughs> well, I'm a little bit surprised, actually, because, first of all, we all know that our membership base is extremely active. We have really active posters at the forum at Vanna. But the other thing is we had a ton of downloads of the first talk show, just a ton in the first two days. It was unbelievable. So people are listening, but maybe they're a little scared to speak up. Mm -hmm. So don't be scared. We have the friendliest, friendliest forum on the web. Um, and it's and just, free. You don't have yeah, to pay anything. Yeah, come over to the just forum. Just come on over, sign up. Ask the question. Our motto is no question is stupid. So ask away. That's what we're there for. We're waiting for you after the show. So, okay, let's talk about uh, why people aren't coming to your website and how to get them there or track them there. I think the first thing you might want to do is offer a newsletter from your website to give them something extra to entice them to come to your website and sign up for your newsletter. And, and you need to entice them to sign up to the newsletter to give away a free book, a free uh, gift, free hour services. I don't know. Whatever you want to give away because everybody loves freebies and you'll get more signups. And offering a newsletter keeps your website in their mind if you send it out weekly or monthly every month they're getting a oh there's carrie's newsletter again so you're always in their mind and they'll come back to visit you because you're always there mm -hmm. in the back of their Plus mind they'll forward it on to other people if they really mm -hmm. enjoy it they'll tell somebody else about it or they'll they'll forward the newsletter from their email to somebody else so that's exactly. another way you'll get way more traffic um, another thing that you can do, and this is maybe seems a little bit obvious, but I think a lot of people fail to realize the power of it is um, offer an initial free consult by telephone or email. It only has to be 15 or 30 minutes. People realize that your time is valuable, mm -hmm. um, but it just gives people a little bit of a taste of what you're all about. It helps build trust because you have to remember on the internet we don't have that warm handshake that we sometimes have when we're networking in person. So by offering that free initial consultation, you're giving somebody the opportunity to get to know you a little bit, hear the warmth in your voice and build a little bit of trust and they're going to be much more willing to not only make a purchase or, or use your services but perhaps refer you to some of their colleagues and friends as well to go check out your website. Exactly. And make your telephone number stand right out. Even get a 1-800 number to make it simpler uh, to give you a call and put it right up on your website. Free consultations, call 1-800, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and you'll stand out unique from someone else because I don't have that on my website. I'll tell you that right now, but I don't want any more clients. Right <laughs> if you don't want the phone calls, yeah. don't put the don't do it. number. <laughs> <laughs> but stand out amongst the others by doing something like that. It's a really good idea. Yeah. Another th way to attract people to your website is offer them free downloads. I know on mine, I have these keyboard shortcuts that are put into PDF format and people can download them, print them out and, you know, pin them up on the side of their computer and they'll remember then that control V means paste. They'll, they'll remember all the shortcuts and, and a lot of people want to remember stuff like that. So those little types of things will bring traffic to your website because someone might be typing in what does C control P mean or right, whatever. And, right. and your website will pop up because it says keyboard shortcuts shortcuts in the search engine and pop up number one and you'll have this neat little free download for them or other free downloads that's just an example I mean you can put articles there you can have free software downloads whatever mm -hmm. you have to offer right yeah, it works really well. And again, people always tell other people about it if it's something really useful. And make sure that you brand your free downloads. So on that 
PDF that they're downloading, make sure that your company name and website URL is on there along with your contact information. Um, another good way to get more traffic is to offer a free online service or utility. Um, I know Tanya uses these really effectively on her Media Mage site. Uh, a really popular one is a keyword suggestion tool. And it's just a little win window on Tanya's site and you can uh, type in a keyword that you've brainstormed and it'll give you suggestions for all kinds of related keywords. So if you're a virtual assistant who, say, does press releases for clients and you want to optimize it for some keywords, which is a great value add for your client, mm -hmm. um, you know, have your client hop over to, the, to your website and type in some of their ideas for keywords because they know their business better than anyone. It's, it's a great idea. And we can put that URL for that tool in our show notes too. And another online utility that's good is just like that base camp that you have for oh, your clients. Yeah. That I makes that you one. stand out among the rest, you know. Yeah. And I just have the login. It's not I don't even know if you could call it a utility, but it's just the the login, a button to log in to their own client account online, which I do through a company called Basecamp, which I love, by the way. But instead of trying to remember the big, long URL where they have to go to a special login page, I just put the button right on my snap-va.com website, which most of my clients know anyway. And it's right on the homepage, and they can just go there, log in. It just kind of brings people back to your site, getting them more and more familiar with you and your website. So... Those things are usually free. They're usually really easy to do, or you can have your webmaster install those tools for you. Yeah, and, and uh, that's something I should get. Really, it's I've I've used Camp Base with Carrie. We use it together to communicate and keep some of our brainstorming thoughts somewhere, or else they'd be <laughs> all yes. over our desk. <laughs> yes, we have millions and millions of things flying around between us in cyberspace, and they all go to Basecamp. <laughs> and they have a free account, um, I believe. It's a free trial account, and um, you're allowed to put one free project on there. And that gives you, you know, it's a good way to go test it out and see if you like it. And, and if you have ongoing retainer clients, it's a really, really good thing to use. Yeah, and, and your clients really think there's something yeah. special because they've got this little area to go log into and find out, you know, how many hours you've spent on them, where the project's at, and everything else. And that sets you above the rest of yeah. the VAs because you have that little extra perk. Yeah, so. for sure. Last but not least, probably, well, it's not even a last one. There's hundreds of different ways that you can attract people to your website. Unfortunately, we don't have eight hours for a show on it. No, <laughs> but, but we have 10, 10 to 100 more 10 shows minutes. to tell you about. <laughs> yeah, a good way is get a blog. If you don't have one, it will attract clients to your website to learn more about you and your business. I don't know if I'd have a real personal blog. If I was a VA, I'd keep it more in a business sense, maybe mm -hmm. giving tips to daily to your clients or weekly or whatever it is. Don't go too personal with it. Keep it business-like for your virtual assistant website anyways. Yeah, you, wanna, you want to brand your blog like you want it to be an extension of your business and of your mm -hmm. website. You can certainly put your personality into it and people appreciate that, but do keep the tone, you know, business related. Um, you don't really want to tell them that your dog died. <laughs> or yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> things like that um, save that maybe for your family blog or something but blogs are a really good way to to generate more content for your website and if the one question that comes up a lot about blogging that maybe we should talk about is um, should I put the blog on my existing domain for my virtual assistant site or mm -hmm. should I put the blog on a separate domain unto itself a separate website and I usually say, you know, what makes the most sense 
for your users and for your traffic. And more often than not, um, if you're doing a business blog that's very related to your existing business and your existing website, I would put it on the same domain. And the, the perk mm -hmm. of that is that you're creating more related content for that website and for that domain. So more opportunities for people to link back to you, more opportunities for for keywords, even if you don't know you're using them, you probably are if you're writing about business. And yeah, and all your keywords are, are themed. All right. your keywords are themed around virtual assistants. Let's say that's your theme. And, and the search engines will notice that you're saying virtual assistant over and over and over again, yeah. right down through your blog. And it makes you more relevant when it comes to ranking you later on. Now, that doesn't mean stuff, your, doesn't stuff that. your articles with keywords because that looks no. silly too. <laughs> but, yes. um, and that's a whole other show. But you can even optimize your blog. You can... Mm -hmm search engine optimize each page, each and every page and every article of your blog. So all kinds of opportunities there to, to pull more traffic. So if you don't have a blog yet, folks, go out and try one. And it's really easy to set up. Yeah. And they're free and there's all kinds of blogs out there. I recommend WordPress, Yeah, but there is Blogger and a couple others we'll probably put in the show notes. If we got time, we'll add a couple more. Yeah. So that's it for today on WebWise. Uh, remember to keep your website content fresh, unique, interactive and informative and it will always continue to attract clients for a long time to come so remember Definitely. who the website's for and uh, that's it for today Carrie you got anything else to say or are we heading out here I think that takes care of it there's so many more great shows to come um, mm -hmm. and I just want to once again just ask people to come over to vatalkshow.com check out the show notes and then head over to the forum and ask some questions and get the conversation going there's so many things to talk about with internet marketing Marketing. And ask us what you want to see on future shows. Definitely. Therefore, that's what we're here for is to help you learn more and answer all your whys on the web. That's right. <laughs> see you next week. Bye-bye. So until our next episode, that's a wrap. Special thanks to Sharon Williams of OIVAC.com and Diana Ennen of VirtualWordPublishing.com for joining us this week. Carrie and Brent, a big thanks to you too for once again sharing your expertise with our listeners. And to the people who keep us coming back each week, thanks to you guys, our listeners, for joining us at the VA Talk Show, the netcast to inform, educate, and entertain virtual achievers all over the world. You can download each netcast in MP3 format or listen to it through our streaming audio player at our website at www.vatalkshow.com. We also have an RSS feed if that works better for transmission of our shows to your computer screen. Show notes will be available on the website where you will find links, products, speaker bios, downloads, or whatever we've talked about on today's show. Also, check out www.vatalkshow.com to find out how you or your VA organization could be the VA industry spotlight in future episodes of the VA Talk Show, where VAs talk the walk. Attention all listeners, this is your Certified Internet Marketing Specialist, 
Tanya Sutherland, letting you know we have safely arrived at our destination. Thank you for listening to us today and hope you plan to travel with us again in the near future.